back to Cinema Vino. It's good to have you guys here with us. Ahoy, it's bitches. Yo, 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 yo. Got Travis Bud. One ones and twos. Sean Jordan. Threes and fours. Then Taylor Owens. Yo. And I'm playing nothing but the kick drum the whole night. <laughs> Seven Nation Army. <laughs> Downbeats. The whole time. Exactly. I am, I am Meg White the whole night. Um, hey, so she rocked that kick drum. She did. She was four on the floor. Um, One of the first songs I ever learned on drums. Yeah. Super easy. It is. It's very straightforward. It's that, just that pounding. And smoke on the water on bass. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, it's easy. seconds. Exactly. Uh, summer chaos for us continues uh, this week with my pick, Amadeus. And I'm not exactly even sure why I picked this. I think it was something I hadn't seen in a while. Yeah. I think we had talked about wanting to do Amadeus for mm-hmm. a while. Yeah. And I think a, a clip of it probably popped up on YouTube because we talked about it. And I was like, man, I don't really want to go back and watch that. It's been a long time. Yep. I think since I was a kid. So it was interesting. Now, and now watching the director's cut. So, Travis, did you watch the director's cut? Yeah. I, I Yeah. That was the first thing I saw. I now I got time. I think I watched the director's cut. Yeah. And and I, I'm not. not positive. And you did not. I did not. Yeah. I'd be curious to see. You could probably hear us talking about it and see what the differences are. Yeah. See there was a are. scene. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. I think I watched it like three or four weeks ago at this point. Yeah. It's, so it's been a while. Yeah. We'll have been, to, it's been a minute. We'll have to been bring, a while. Bring it back up to speed. Uh, so with this one, it was actually luck. So I did all regions for this wheel that we, the random wheel picker, and it came up for Italian wine. So that kind of fits the movie a little bit with Salieri. Um, and so for this one, we have a Rosso di Montepulciano, a Prunello, which is fun to say. Yeah. Uh, Prunello is just a Sangiovese. It's just another fancy way of saying Sangiovese. Hmm. I think Sangiovese is a fancy way of saying Sangiovese. Exactly. Um, so this comes from Montepulciano, which is a uh, small town in the Tuscany region of central Italy. Uh, Sangioveses from this region get aged one to two years in oak barrels or three if they are a Reserva. Uh, Sangiovese is a classic example of what's called old world wine. So as the name applies, these wines exhibit, they're acidic, they're tannic, um, they're kind of bold, full-bodied. Um, they, this one has a lot of depth and complexity to it. You could do this with big, heavy Italian dishes, you know, pizza, um, stuff like uh, pot roast, um, just big meals in general. Um, I mean, I think I get a lot of fruit on this one, kind of dark, like current flavors. It's earthy. It's a little bit like oaky flavored. I mean, it's just a big full bodied red wine. Yeah. This is a classic, like heavy European wine. Um, but yeah, I think you can do this pizzas. I think I, I'm told you can do this with lamb. I don't eat a lot of lamb. I don't eat any lamb just cause I was you know raised on the farm with lambs. So I can't eat it. But people have said that this is a good lamb pair. You can see that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is about a $25 bottle of wine. This is the um, Boscarelli, uh, Rossi, Rosso di, Rosso di Multipulciano. Multipulciano is just the region. So yeah. basically this is like a red from Multipulciano. Uh, Sangiovese is one of the grapes you'll find in Chianti. So it's one of the components of Chianti, which is also in this region of Italy. So there you go. That's oh. good. The more Ain't you know. Tasty. Mm-hmm. Exactly. A uh, little bit about this movie. A little background. Um, so this was released September 19th, 1984, coming up on 39 years ago. Dang. Yeah. Dang. Grossed $90 million against an $18 million budget. It was nominated for 11 Oscars and won eight, including Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Actor. Uh, F. Murray Abraham won Best Actor. He was competing against Tom Holtz, who was, it's the last time in recent memory that both two actors from the same movie were nominated for Best Actor together. So, Last time I um, heard Tom Holtz's name. Yeah, exactly. Or, or my favorite, Pinto. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, only thing I can think of that he turned up in after this was Hunchback of Notre Dame, the Disney. He was the Hunchback. Oh. He's typecast. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Um, so this was written by Peter Schaffer, who adapts his own stage play. Uh, he would also win the Academy Award. Mark Hamill was in the front running to play Mozart in this movie. I actually read that. But was not cast because the director felt he would be too recognizable as Luke Skywalker, and he would be a distraction. Uh, Kenneth Branagh was also in the running for but the director preferred American actors for the lead roles. He wanted to keep it to, for an American cast. They were like, you know what this German really needs? An American. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good, solid Midwestern accents. Let's yep. do this some good. Um, but yeah, this is a, it's a quasi-biopic. It, it has the feel of a biopic, but it is not historically accurate. This is a fictional, fictionalized version of Mozart's life. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, basically, Mozart's um, death was so shrouded in mystery that... Basically, people like don't know what happened to him, and so this is like the the play kind of imagines what might have happened. So it creates a rivalry between Mozart and Salieri. I mean, this is my headcanon, though. Yeah, this this is what happened. Yes. Well, this is the only reason what people know Salieri's mm-hmm. name, and they and when you say Salieri, they're like, oh, it's an arch enemy, or you're, yeah, you're, you know, jealous. Or, it's it's now yeah, it's a trope of like the jealous Mozart's idol, rival, treacherous, mediocre person who's jealous of what he can't have. And so, um, and so basically, you know, Mozart died at 36. He's very young, and no, they didn't have a good understanding of medicine, obviously, so nobody really knows what happened to him. It's been everything from, like, some kind of mystery, the, mystery poisoning to, like, you know, some kind of virus that, you know, they didn't ever identify. It just kind of happened quickly, and nobody knows. He just kind of ended up dead. That's what we now know is the day the music died. Yeah. yeah. That was the original. Yeah. 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 That was before even Richie Valens was born. Who? Exactly. Um, so basically, this movie imagines that Salieri was the jealous, mediocre, you know, very ambitious but underachieving composer who was, you know, basically killed Mozart by having him compose the Requiem, which he ended up never finishing. So it's almost like an unrequited love for Salieri. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because he's so passionate about music and he's like, this gripped me from the day that I heard music. Mm-hmm. It's all I ever wanted to do, but I'm so bad at it. Yeah. No. I mean, he's almost like an Ed Wood. You so know, mid. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He, he's not terrible, but he's passionate and it's like he loves Mozart's composing. He's just so insanely jealous of it. He yeah. could he could only become the court composer for a court where the king had terrible taste. Yeah. And it's like, to me, it's that thing about how you can only rise as far, your ceiling is how far your talent can take you. It's like you can work hard, but that will only take you to a certain point. It's like Mozart, which is blessed by almost like supernatural talent when it came to music. I mean, he was a prodigy. He had just a natural ear that, that was like one, you know, one of the most talented musicians who ever lived. And it's like, you know, he was given, you know, automatically what Salieri prayed for and would never even got close to. It's like Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, Yeah. You know, anybody else think that Salieri, like after watching it and I watched the director's cut, I'm like, Salieri should have been like a fucking baker because he's always like offering people food and they're like, oh my God, yeah. what's this? Mm-hmm. He goes, oh, Dude, he it's invi- cream cheese cream with che- spun sugar and this. Once you have these nipples of Venus, Dude, you know how yeah. they make it? They do this and this and this. It's that. fucking it like, cheesecake. Yeah. He made yeah. cheesecake. Yeah. It's like, Dude, just pivot. Just mm-hmm. be a fucking baker. Yeah. yeah. The baker. I mean, you think he was definitely in the wrong trade. Yeah. You know. Well, not that he sucked at it. He just wasn't as baller as he could have been better at something be. else. Yeah. Yeah. Nipples of Venus would be a great band name. <laughs> yes. And it's like he punished himself with chastity and all these other things. I mean, it's like he, he put himself through punishment to, to achieve his goal. Well, because he just 
immediately attributed all his success to God. And he was like, this is what you want. You want me to be celibate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll do it for you, uh, buddy. And then renounced God. But once he truly saw like Mozart's was the, uh, the marriage of Figaro, I think is where he chucked his cross into the fire. Now see, that was cooler when Gary Oldman did it and then became <laughs> a vampire. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Salieri d- does the same thing. He, he should get some vampire powers. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine like the devil comes and is just like Salieri. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will make you a great <laughs> composer. <laughs> that would have been a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. That, that would be a great alternative fiction for this is like the, the devil comes along and it's Charlie Daniels style makes a deal with Salieri and says, you know, you can, you can have it all, but and played by Nick Cage. Salieri <laughs> gets to fuck all he wants, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. would have been a different film. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Could have all the nipples of Venus. Vamp dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Vamp dick. <laughs> but it's like, you know, one of the suggestions was that uh, Mozart had syphilis, you know, just cause he fucked around so much in his life. Yeah, we all did back then. Yeah, that was just that time. Yeah. He's yeah. also very those, those flatulent, so that could have been... Mm-hmm. He had some real gas problems. His diet was probably just gruel. Yeah, it was not good. Just gruel. Just gruel. <laughs> <laughs> it was very grueling. What's for dinner tonight? Gruel. Gruel. Oh, great. Yeah. Same as last night? Yep. Gruel. Um, so... I'll see if, what else I have here. Um, basically, he undermines Mozart every chance he gets. He's like one of the best villains in, in movies. Like, yeah, yeah. He, he's a very clever, very, you know, he has a very well He's very ingratiating to Mozart to his face. He's very successful about it, too. Yeah. He's very good at manipulating Mozart, but then also manipulating the, the other people in that sort of aristocracy to be jealous. What well, it also he does some like backhanded shit that like ends up blowing up in his face and then actually helping mm-hmm. Amadeus at, at times. Yeah, it's it's a class thing where yeah, it's like trying to get uh, the 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 uh, what was it taken out of the the uh, opera. Um, the ballet, and then he tries to get that taken out, but then the king, the emperor, shows up. Like, yeah. No, no, put what, it back what in. What is that? Yeah. They're, they're dancing, sir. Yeah, it's like they're dancing to no music, and it's like, put them put them back in there, and so it just blows up. So, yeah, but, but it's only on the back end where he's like, and it was because of me, it only got played nine times. Mm-hmm. Then he then he hosed him, yeah. Um, so have you, have you guys all seen this before? I've never seen it. you never seen it? I, Travis, I might have seen it in high school, but I, I don't remember I, any I, of it. I, I remember watching it in high school, and obviously it uh, over the course of like four or five days, mm-hmm. which is kind of awesome if you think about it. If you're a teacher, yeah. and you're just like, man, fuck this week. But was going to watch this film. It, that was Mr. Tyler's class. I think it was yeah, Mr. Well, Tyler. It was 100%. Yeah. He was just like, yeah, we're going to spend this whole week watching this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> boobies, and, boobies and everything? Uh, no. I don't. I don't. You know, I would have remembered, mm-hmm. and I don't think so. I definitely yeah. remember watching uh, Romeo and Juliet. I think. Oh in yeah, in high we, school. Yeah, and the teacher, you know, put bip, paper. Bip, 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 yep, put a paper over the TV. Yeah, during certain parts. <laughs> it's like covering your eyes, like your mom. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, like, don't look. I'm going to cover the projector and mm-hmm. skip through this on the laptop. Don't look at the boobies. Don't look at the boobies. Uh, so Tay, we'll start with you. Yeah. I have never seen this. What do you think? Well, I. I knew the movie. I knew it was very successful. Um, I think I even looked at it, it was like one of the top hundred films of all time. So mm-hmm. I, I knew a little bit about it. Um, first thing I, first of all, F. Murray Abraham is fucking amazing in it. Mm-hmm. So like I totally understood why he won an Oscar for it. Yeah. Um, I did. I didn't know who played Mozart. And when I saw that, I loved the movie even 10 times more. I was like, that's fucking Pinto from Animal House. Yeah. I was like, no way. Yeah. And I looked it up and I was like, son of a bitch. And yeah. it was like, because I couldn't, because I was out maybe five years earlier. 
Was mm-hmm. it 76? 78. 78, yeah. I was like, so, 84, so it yeah, was I was like, man, I was like, he looks like him, but is that him? And I looked it up. I was like, that is awesome. Yep, that's I was like, what, what a role change. Mm-hmm. And I thought he did really well. I liked it a lot. I yeah. was like, damn, he was actually a damn good actor, too. So he, he was up for supporting actor. Uh, he was up for best actor. Oh, best oh, so they were both up for best. Mm-hmm. Shit. Yeah. So, but, uh, I'd say the right person won, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, um, I did not have a lot to say wrong about this movie. Mm-hmm. And I always love seeing classics that are highly rated films that I'm like, yep, no problems at all with this. It's like, I see, I get it. Like, it was an intriguing story, visually pleasing. Sorry, Travis, I'm waving my hand at you. Uh, <laughs> like, v- visually pleasing. The writing was really good. Mm-hmm. I thought just the, and again, I always love a film that's like a night, that, like 1984. And so it's like, I just love seeing something like that. It's like, man, you know, if you did this now, it would almost be like, ugh, you know, I, I know how they would probably do a lot of this stuff. And it was yeah. like, you know, eh, they had all these, built all these sets, but they have so much money to do that now. But like to see it in 1984, that seemed to me seems such a huge, bigger thing. Yeah. Like the filming on location, filming all this stuff. I'm like, man, it just has like a bitter, a bigger, like, impressiveness i guess yeah feel yeah it's just like yeah yeah, i was like damn they actually pulled this shit off and Mm -hmm. i was like man but the i thought the writing was really good it was like i i mean that to me was like one of the biggest things i was like damn this is a good just good writing Mm -hmm. for something that was you know kind of non-fiction about mozart yeah um but I, i thought the story was amazing and i love abraham i did my favorite part um was just how the, is like the makeup of when he was old. Yeah, and I know that sounds so weird to me, but no, I just do the old makeup, really and right. I love that mm-hmm. so much. I was like, damn, he just looks like he's supposed to look, but he doesn't. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. And I for some reason that to me just like stuck with me. So that's why I was like, man, this film, yes, to me does deserve that like top 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 fifty. It's definitely up there. Was it up there? Yeah, it was like mm-hmm. top fifty, hundred, whatever it was. Yeah. And I rarely ever think that where I'm like, okay, we're just doing this because it came out at a certain time. You know, like, oh, like like Lawrence of Arabia. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, look, I get it's a classic film. I don't give a shit though. It's like yeah. I am watching that fucker again. And it was like, <laughs> I'm just not doing it. But I would watch this one again. Mm-hmm. And I would be like, yes, you should watch this one. It's like a great story. It's like actually kind of funny yeah, to me. Oh, okay. no. I had it on. <laughs> Three hours now. Well, yeah, I had it on, and she was just like, oh, so what is this again? I tried to explain it to her, and she was like, is it supposed to be funny? I was like, well, it kind of has funny parts to it, but it's not a comedy. Yeah. And she was like, oh, yeah, I don't want to watch it. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, okay, that's fair. Yeah. But, I mean, even for a number, I would say this might be a 10, but not like I, it's like, I feel like legally I have to say it's a 10. Yeah. It's like just because... Man, it checks all the boxes. Mm-hmm. But is it like my favorite film? Uh, probably not. Yeah. I think but I gave Casablanca like a six. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, I don't know. I mean, I will say, watching this film, I was in the mood to watch it. Mm-hmm. And I think I've been seeing so much like other shit recently that I've just been like, man, this movie's just impressive to me. Yeah. I think that was, I just was more impressed than anything. So that's why I was like, man, I think I would give this like a nine or a 10 just because I'm just impressed with it. Mm-hmm. I was, I've been watching a lot of short films and like, you know, some horror stuff. And but then to see something like this, and I'm like, man, they fucking knocked this out of the park. Yeah. And it was like, and again, it could be one of those, I'm giving it more credit because it's like 1984. Like if this was like, to me, I could see this being rebooted mm-hmm. like nowadays. And I'd be like, Oh, and there's a Bridgerton. Yeah. There's a Gilded Age, yeah. you know, but yeah. it's like for that to be in 84, I'm like, Fuck! 
Yeah. This is damn good. This would be a tough movie to remake and make it better. Yeah, exactly. Be it's tough. like, yeah. yeah. But it's like, if I, if I saw... They got some, it right the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like if, if I saw something like this today, I would I might, I probably would be less impressed. Yeah. So I think that's why I'm like, man, I, I might give this one a nine just because just that impressive. Yeah. But So I'll be curious to contrast that with you guys who watched the longer version of it like I did. We'll see what, what did you guys think of it, especially having seen it before. Because it was only 20 minutes longer, right? No, it's not that Yeah, yeah it was it's about 25. Yeah. yeah, I think they it was probably just more scenes of like the orchestra or the symphony, just more. More kind of my, mine was kind of like a uh, almost like a music video at times where they spent a lot of time. I was like, wow, mm-hmm. yeah, they did. I mean, I don't know how much opera was in the original one, I can't remember, but yeah, so it wasn't, it wasn't a whole lot. Yeah, honestly, now, I could go for more opera. Yeah, I think they fleshed out the opera like Figaro. I, well, and they did it really well. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think the the musical performance of it, like in the performances that they put on in the movie, were very compelling oh, yeah. and they like, were. and it's all tunes that you're like, oh, yep, I, I know Mozart. I'm a classical artist. Yeah, mm-hmm. had the greatest hits feel for it, it. Did have the greatest hits feel, mm-hmm. but As it should. at the same time, most of his work is famous for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like, it was really good. It's crazy that he composed in 36 years over 800 works total. Yeah, he was frantic. He was like. I mean, now you'd say he was coked out, over-caffeinated. I mean, he was, like, oh, yeah. every day churning out stuff. It's like his wife says in the movie, like, he's a hard worker. He's not lazy. You know, he's, he's just, just working all the time. Yeah. yeah. So can't turn it into money. But yeah, 800 works, some of which were only appreciated after his death, like the Requiem. But um, it's amazing that he cranked out that much stuff. Well, it was, I mean, some comparison, it was, like, John Lennon and Paul McCartney. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. Paul was, like, you know, they were like, I think it was whatever interview it was, said, like, hey, did you guys ever have to, like, really focus on sitting down and writing this. And he was like, songwriting was just a habit. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, like the, um, the Get Back series, you know, they, they're li- literally sitting there playing and like, they're, they're, you see them writing songs. And mm-hmm. it was like, but that's the thing. It was like, you know, I'm sure with him, it's like, this is just a habit. Like I hear these tunes in my head and boom, yeah. I start doing it. And he can take other people's music and yeah. make it better. It's almost like the Good Will Hunting thing. Like, yeah. you know, he, like, you know, Matt Damon's character can just step in and just do some unsolvable thing just immediately. And yeah. Mozart can hear Salieri's work. And it's like, nope, here's how it's better. And just immediately like straighten yeah. out stuff and, you know, put in new chords and resolve things better it's like he just has a stronger ear yeah. well and it's like like the finale where mozart is literally just transcribing to him what the music is he's just saying it out loud he's yeah. like all right i'm gonna give you the stuff you write it down i've got all the music here you're good like and he just goes yeah and, yeah, and you see him pen to paper stumbling good. like trying to keep up writing he's like wait a minute no slow down and he's slow like down. Hold on. i don't get it i don't get it oh wait Oh, here we go. Yeah, okay. Oh, it's so clever. Yeah. Oh. And it's it's truly like almost godlike power to compose something that like perfect that quickly just off the top of your head. Well, and to see, I think it's just so compelling to see Salieri struggle with seeing it come to like to be the actual artistic process and putting it on paper and seeing the genius firsthand. Mm-hmm. And you know, also at the same time realizing what he's done to, you know, kill Mozart. Yeah. Yeah, he's deeply conflicted and it's, all the way to the end. It's such a well-done story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When there's, um, I, I don't know where the quote is from, but like if you call something genius, it's like you you can call something clever and you're like, oh, okay, I see how they did that now. Like, you know, I could get that if, I, if only I was like a little smarter or a little better mm-hmm. or a little more skilled. But then there's genius who's just like, man, there's no amount of intelligence I could have had like, I couldn't even fathom this. Like I, yeah. I couldn't get that. Like so, he was, yeah, he was just on the on the coattails. He was like glimpsing the top of the mountain. He was like, I can't, I can't climb yeah. that. Yeah. It's like like, a, like the metaphor he used, like looking at the face of God. Yeah, yeah. Face yeah. God. 
Yeah, it's just he's he's intimidated. He's like enthralled, but he's also just insanely jealous. I will say another thing I liked, um, like the, the the makeup. Even now, oh, yeah. with with in with the the HD, like that makeup still holds up. Mm-hmm. But what I really like is so in the movie Sideways about all the wine and stuff. Virginia Madsen has that talk about like why do you like Pinot so much? And she's given a whole speech and she's like, and it tastes so fucking good. And I like to think of the people as they picked the grapes and did all this. So she's like talking about the wine. You're like, fuck, I really want some Pinot now. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, what F Murray Abraham does the same thing where he's like, I heard this Mozart for the first time and you know, I finally got it and I looked and it looks, it starts simple enough. And then all of a sudden, oboe and he's like <laughs> talking about that and he goes and then just when you think it's done oh the clarinet and like every note was well placed and perfect and if you would take away anything or any notes it would diminish the whole it was like it was just the right amount of everything so i really like hearing all of those you know as a a lover of wine describe the wine or a lover of music Describe the music, and you're just like, oh shit, that's so. And you know what I love about that scene is they do such a good job of layering the music over his monologue. So you're hearing him talk about this piece as the piece starts playing, and then, oh, and the oboe, and the oboe fucking comes in, and Mm -hmm. you hear it, and you're like, man, that is really good. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. it it makes you appreciate it more, and like seeing the layers kind of peeled back a bit. Yeah, I mean, there's something to be said from like, you know, having somebody pour you something, you drink it, you're like, oh, that's good. And then somebody like, you know, waffle describing it to you as you're like, well, this has fruit notes. You're like, oh, shit. Let me me get another sip here. Like, oh, my. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's like uh, the notes of boysenberry upon your lips. Exactly. Run, run with that accent. Yeah. I just, I, I want to go to a restaurant and sit down and like eat the food while like Guy Fieri's like ex- describing it to the me. Explosion like, of he's he's two flavors. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Want, I want him cutting my steak. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like you're, you're cutting too diagonal. Mm-hmm. You need to do a little more uniform. Like, oh my God, you're right. Of course. <laughs> how have I been? And he's like, you're just, God, you're using that napkin like a caveman. This is how you do it. Oh, thank you, sir. Yeah. <laughs> you're right, Guy Fieri. I, I just want his hands on or around my mouth. That's what I'm saying. And I picture you taking a big juicy bite of that steak and he bends down and kisses your head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I get to taste that beard and it tastes two tone. That's and got yeah. some flavor as you, town. As you're chewing, he just leans in and goes, Welcome to Flavor Town. <laughs> <laughs> if, if I could give that beard a flavor, it would be chili cheese Fritos. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Frito chili pie. Yeah. That smells like a dog's paw, you know? <laughs> uh, so, uh, Sean, what was your score? Um, I think this movie aged beautifully. I kind of like Lion in the Winter. Like, it's an older movie, but it's set in a previous time period. So you don't have that aging of like going back and looking and seeing like, oh, this is a movie from 1984. It, it aged so well yeah. Yeah. because it's not visibly old. That's yeah, yeah. And, and like Lion in the Winter, I was pleasantly surprised. Well, I mean, I've seen this before, but it's like it truly holds up. Mm-hmm. I would give this movie a 10. Yeah. Amadeus yeah. is a 10. Yeah. yeah. I think I would also. But where did 10. the main actor go? Yeah. Not not F. Murray Abraham, but Tom Holtz. Tom Holtz. Where, where did he go? Um, I think I saw him. He was he a psychiatrist like in Stranger Than Fiction with Will Ferrell. He was. Oh. I think that's the last place I saw him. I think he was like. Well, he went to the theater. He gets he sent yeah. to HR. Huh? He actually retired from movies at one point and just went back to theater. Yeah. I don't I think he's been in anything since no. 2008. So, I mean, I think he's won a bunch of Tonys on like Broadway and, Good and for him. West End, but I, he hasn't come back to like. I movies. got him mixed up with the the guy that uh, that was in what was it Bird Box with Sandra Bullock? That's like 
pulling back the gal's <laughs> eyes. It's like behind her. Like that. Like I don't know what that that guy's name, but um, he, he was also in. He has a very '80s look. Yeah. He does. Oh so yeah. He, he, he is like a yeah. quintessential like '80s actor. Where I I saw him and I was like, I know him from everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But nothing. Um. So yeah, I think Mark Hamill would have knocked this out too. Though I think he would have been a good Mozart. It, it, yeah. it makes you think, yeah, because I, mm-hmm. I saw that too, and I was like, oh man, like that poor, like the one thing he probably hated. Was yeah, like, great. Can I, I can't do anything because I'm Luke Skywalker. Luke Can I throw out one but, more casting that I think would have been perfect, but I think the the timing wouldn't have worked out? Matthew Broderick. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He would have had to be a little blonder, but I think he could have done it. Yeah. I think he would have been too young to do it. Then yeah. In '84, yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, Mozart was in mid-20s at this point, I think, maybe late 20s. Yeah. And then 36 when he died. I mean, I think Matthew Roddick was still teen. Yeah. So he was still Ferris Bueller age. When did Ferris Bueller come out? It was 86, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's a little bit too young. I think Mark Hamill would have been just perfect. Oh, yeah. After th- thinking about that, I was like, man, that would have been awesome. Yeah. Kenneth Branagh would have been the titties, too. That would have been yeah, right I after Jedi? Mm-hmm. 84? Mm-hmm. The year after Jedi. Mm. So it's like, sorry, Skywalker, we can't cast you. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be Mozart. Also, was, was anybody else, like, very afraid of the painting of his dad? Yeah. <laughs> always like, <laughs> like oh, that's that an stuff. odd thing. Yeah. Always looking like, at you. Yeah. yeah. I just follow you everywhere. Yeah, I don't know if I would hang that in my house. Have you guys seen the movie Immortal Beloved with Gary Oldman no. playing Beethoven? That'd be an interesting companion to this one. Beethoven? So, mm-hmm. It'd be put them side by side. Which... Did was it Beethoven or Mozart that The Simpsons did a parody of the life of? I thought Beethoven probably both. Uh, Saint Bernard. <laughs> he did compose the fifth. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> but it got me. <laughs> you would watch it again, Charles yeah. Grodin? Oh yeah. Got I, it I right. saw that in the theater. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's just a wee lad. Travis, what do you think of this movie? Oh yeah, I I, I give it a ten. It's it's not one. That I would rewatch over and over again, but like, even, uh, even the the cover or the poster on like the DVD or the VHS back in the day, like you see that, you know exactly what it is. Yeah, Um, it's uh, it's it's iconic at this point. You know exactly what movie you're talking about. Like, um, I say this all the time. If you're looking at like Netflix and you're just you know sliding past all these movies, they all look the same. They all just Mm -hmm. put like. The celebrity's face on Two there. Two people back to back. Yeah. One has their leg kicked up. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they just want to put their the moneymaker in the shot. But uh, I, I miss these old posters that just have, like, as soon as you see the thing, you know exactly what movie that is. Yeah. yeah. Like Jaws. Yeah. You see the shark coming down from below, the gal swimming up top. It's just iconic. Like, I don't know. These these posters these days, fucking lazy. So I, I miss that that lost art form. Again, I give it a 10. Uh, I wish I would have watched it, you know, again before this because it's been, fuck, 20 years. Yeah, it's been a long time. Between watchings. Um, this is a good maybe 10 years between watchings. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. five even. Yeah. I don't know. But not 20. Less than 20. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Three hours, still a little long, but I had the time. I think it's it probably lovely. been about 10 to 11 years since I've seen it. Yeah. It's about right. Um, and I think that watching that three hours, that's my only complaint about it from the previous one that I, I got. It feels a little bit too long th- at three hours. It, it stretches a little bit. Like I say, I think it probably lingers on certain scenes a little more. Some like things should music. be the theatrical cut. Yeah. And I, I, I enjoyed, I think, the theatrical, a theatrical cut more. I think I like that shorter version more. Felt a little tighter. 
Um, this one seemed to run a little bit too long. That's the only complaint. It's a it's a classic movie. It's a great movie, and I love the dynamic between Tom Hulse and F. Murray Abraham. I thought that their scenes were strong. Yeah. Both great actors. Both, you know, they have a strong interplay between the two of them. And I think Hulse does a good job playing the bratty, spoiled kind of hedonistic Mozart that just just kinda, oblivious. Yeah, like he has that supernatural, like almost like next level gift of obliviousness like he kind of just traipses through life you know almost unaware of how gifted he is i mean he has that kind of ego when it comes to other composers but then he's also very insecure he wants to please people very very badly um but then on the flip side you have you know uh salieri who gradually becomes a darker and more villainous person as the movie goes on he's just a very very conflicted very tortured individual you know and at the end of it he kind of he finally makes peace with that and and confesses that he is the patron saint of the mediocre. Yeah. You know, he, he's almost like blessing the other inmates around him. I'm yeah, like, I love that part. He's, he's fully... Em- yeah. He's embraced his averageness. You know, it's like, in a way, in a perverse way, it's like, you know, I, I, I saw talent and I destroyed it. So now I am the patron saint of the, of the mediocre, of the middling. Did you guys watch the after credit scene? He was on his deathbed right before he died. He was like, I should have been a baker. <laughs> Rosebud. <laughs> um... I also, I, I felt his hate when he was older. Yeah. When he was retelling the story. Oh, yeah. Oh, just bitter. Just wring him with my own hands. How does one kill an angel? It, it, it's a tale of bitterness. It yeah. really is. Of woulda, coulda, shoulda. You know, it's from somebody who never could have, you know. Um, but, yeah, that's the only real flaw. I'd give this an eight and a half for me. Um, I liked it a lot. Uh, I liked it more than I thought I would. So the eight and a half is for the theatrical cut or this director's the, the cut? The director's cut. So the theatrical cut back in the day, would you that have been a 10? Um, I honestly would probably give it about that, too. I think I would have enjoyed eight it and more. Half. I think comparing the two to each other now, seeing the longer version of it, I think I would have enjoyed the theatrical cut more. I think I might have given that a nine, nine plus. So I, I thought this one just was just a smidge too long. That's the only flaw. It's a great movie, and I think everybody should see it. It'll give you a better, I think, oh, yeah. a better understanding of Mozart. And like you say, it, you'll get that appreciation of music from a you know, music lover, someone, somebody who's in awe of music. So Something about like the same speed, I, I would say, is like young Einstein. He was he's Yahoo serious. Splitting, splitting the iron or the, the <laughs> atom in, in a beer. Yeah, yeah. Weird, weird science. You should watch that as well. Uh, weird science. But it's like they say there's three prodigies in the world. It's math, music, and chess. And it's like you can see a music prodigy, but from the point of view of somebody who wants it but can't have it. Right. It's an interesting flip on that. Yeah. You see somebody gifted from the point of view of somebody not gifted. It'd be like watching Ed Wood, um, you know, but watching a movie about like Orson Welles from the point of view of Ed Wood, you know, watching somebody or watching somebody like watching a golf movie about Tiger Woods, but from my point of view, you know, yeah. it's like mm. somebody who's just not good at it. Do you golf? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. So there you go. You're not even mediocre at golf. That that wasn't my best analogy, but I'm going to run with that. Shitty yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always thought it was pronounced Jolf. <laughs> or Frolf. Frolf. That I kick ass at. You've been Frolfing? <laughs> I have been. Huh. Frolf. 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 Um, but Jonas anyway. says every time she drives home from work down Riverside, a Frisbee hits her cart. Damn. Every time. Yeah. Frolfers just... Frisbee out. Inconsiderate. Yeah. Frisbee out. Yeah. That's weird. I saw a guy over at La Fortune on the golf course over here. Like, he was he was on the sidewalk over on Yale. He hit completely off the course and was trying to hit back onto the course from the sidewalk. I didn't he, even know there was a frolfer at uh, no, this was golf. He was trying to hit. Oh. He was trying to hit a golf ball on the concrete. 
Hey, play it where it lies. Play it where it lies. I mean, happy Gilmore. Just, as I play it where it lies. Like, take your penalty, man. You're going to swing back and It's hit a, a three-car course. Just <laughs> drop it. Yeah. Sean, hey. you can froth anywhere if you're brave enough. Mm -hmm. True that. I just, I prop up a froth net just in the middle of the street. Mm-hmm. A, a froth what? A froth nut. There's like net. Net. Yeah. I heard froth nut. I heard froth nut, which would be a band name and a half. <laughs> froth nut. This is froth nut. <laughs> um, I was, I was speaking of Ferris Bueller, real quick thing. That definitely had the, the uh, principal from Ferris yes, Bueller. Yeah. 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 As uh, the Austrian emperor of all things. Yeah. So try that one on for size. That was perfect. Nice and random. He was, it's a good cast, darn. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. good. Um, so yeah. what all did this win for? Uh I know it won Best Picture. Best Picture, Best Actor. Best Director. Best Director. Best Screenplay. Um, I want to say either Best Score. I'm, I'm not sure if it'd be eligible for Best Score because of Mozart's yeah, not an original quote yeah. like in this situation. But it won eight Oscars. It was nominated for 11. So huh. it good. was good. It, heavily nominated. It's good. Yeah. Very cool. It is a cool, yeah. That's a good poster. Yeah. But um, this has been another episode of Cinema Vino. It has. Oh, I'm not, I'm not done yet. Cinema Vino. Oh. I'm bringing it. Oh, I'm done. Okay. okay. <laughs> I should have been a baker. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll be back next time. What's next on our list? I forget. Uh, next Troll on our list Hunter. is Troll Hunter. Troll Hunter. And then Bloodsport. Uh, and now for something completely different. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Changing gears. I guess it is summer chaos, so why not? Hey, Amadeus and Troll Hunter go hand in hand. Have you seen Troll Hunter? I had seen it before. Yeah. But uh, Taylor and Todd. No. I've okay. never seen a Troll Hunter. Nope. There we go. Is it like Vampire Hunter D? It's like a it's a found footage. Vampire Hunter D is so. good. That's good. Oh, I love Deep oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think Taylor both of those. Yeah. Good pull. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like <laughs> is it as cool as that? Because if not, I'm really sad. Uh it is cool. Uh, actually, you like Troll Hunter? Did you enjoy you know it? We have a whole podcast to do about Coming this. Coming up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's find out next time. Right. And now a few scenes from next week's yeah. episode. <laughs> 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 On the next arrested development. Um so it's been another episode of Cinema Vino. Yay. See you guys next time. Uh, Travis Bud. Hey, hey guys. Goodbye. <laughs> Taylor Holmes. Hey. Sean Jordan. Hey, glad to be here. And my name is Todd Wofford. Great movies, only drunker. And we will see you guys next hey, time. Hey, tomorrow's my birthday. Happy birthday, Sean. Happy yes. birthday. Tomorrow, though. Yeah. Happy birthday. Oh, tomorrow, though. Don't worry about it. Sagittarius. <laughs> be sure to listen, rate, and subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Our website is at cinemavino.net, and reviews of these films can be found at toddwoffordmovies.com.